The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they make me smile, they make Captain Chris smile, they make you smile. You know, smiling, that's good, especially if you're a dentist. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Just keep reading the news and then just keep looking up. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use. Some of us will. Some of us won't. We probably should be more engaged in doing that so we can be doers of the word, not hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Best question on this station still or any station ever. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian going through the process of knowing that even though you have trials and even though you have difficulties and even though you have triumphs and you have awards and rewards and things are great, all up, all down, the whole process is still supposed to be hand in hand with your creator. That's what we go for. That's what we seek. Our desire is to encourage you to step one step closer to your creator than you were before. Isn't that just fantastic? Then you get to really understand why you were created and begin to enjoy that eternal fellowship for which you were created. Bottom line is, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you have a prayer request or a praise report, we don't want it to die of loneliness. Just give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, Captain Chris will answer the phone. That's when you call 972-445-0770. And when he answers the phone, then you will be... You can also text us. I just think that's wonderful. You can do this, by the way. You can text us if you're on a sailboat sailing. Uh, You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can use your name or not use your name or use somebody else's name, although that's kind of weird. And then you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david. Okay, not King David, just david. David at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to the website. We want you to go to the website. couple reasons. One, 
as the holidays time is getting closer, some of you are going to have a little bit of an amping up of stress. Okay, that's just how it happens for many people. Don't hesitate to reach out to us just asking for prayer. You don't have to always go into detail when you ask for prayer. You can keep it general. You can get specific, whatever's working for you. Some people will be going through the holidays without some people that they've had in their lives before. That's hard. There's nothing to say. That's just hard. It's not that they're doing bad. It's just the people going through it are are going through it in kind of a loneliness fashion. On the other side of that, there are people that are just— you know, hurting and have nowhere to go. And we want you to be able to go somewhere. So check out the website. It doesn't take much to do. And we commit to you that we will pray. And if you want it public, we'll have the audience pray because getting prayer for one another and praying for one another is not only biblically sound, it's just a good idea. So go to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, with all that said, I do want to tell you that in the next uh, hour, in that uh, last 60 minutes, we're going to be sharing a testimony with somebody shared with me, and I think it's really cool. I want to do it wisely, share it wisely, but it's a pretty awesome testimony. So we'll get to that. That's kind of cool stuff uh, to deal with. In the meantime, keep aware, next week we have a modified schedule. So Friday of next week, a week from today, we won't be here. And then you'll see again the following Friday we won't be here. These are days off for the studio, days off for Captain Chris, days off for Jennifer, days off for David, (laughs) days off for everybody. And uh, on Tuesday of next week as well, we have an SMU basketball game that will be preempting us. And uh, we think that's great. We support the station in all of its relationships where it does things like this. We think it's great. It's one of the things that's part of life. You know how you always make your plans and then something like changes it? That's part of life. That's right. You can either you can either whine about it or praise the Lord for it. It's up to you. You get to choose. Isn't that kind of cool? All right. So we'll get into that. Uh, so there's some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about today. I do have a feeling the Lord's going to lead us into a little bit of a personalization. We'll get to that at that point. But in the meantime, I want to go back to the book of Hebrews. Is there anything else i got to cover? Did we cover everything? Okay. Uh, In the book of Hebrews, we are in chapter 4 in the book of Hebrews. And for those that are not familiar with the book of Hebrews, it is not— It is not as encouraging in the beginning as many other books seem to be. Ephesians 1, 2, and 3 is much more encouraging, and then Ephesians 4, 5, 6 is much more practical. In Hebrews, the beginning part is straight in your face. Like, look, stop, look, knock it off, look, grow up. I mean, that's what it's all about. So here you have this uh, portion in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since the promise to enter his rest remains, let us be aware that none of you be found to have fallen short. Okay? What that means is that there's a rest. It's amazing, and I was praying about this before the show started. I was just telling the Lord like three days ago, man, I'm getting a little tired. Right, because I'm just finishing school. They got the grades posted. I've got all this other stuff done, and this for the next two weeks, I'm going to have a little bit of downtime. And the timing is perfect. I need this little rest, but that's not the rest the Lord's talking about. The Lord's talking about permanent rest, rest and relaxation. That is awesome. 
not rest and relaxation. Uh, that just means that you now you got to go back to it. The Lord is looking to give his people rest. What does the passage say? Therefore, since the promise to enter his rest remains. You're not in that rest yet. You're entering, it's kind of like going into a ball game or a stadium, you're walking through the ticket counter, the ticket was Jesus, but you haven't got to your seat yet. That's all. And so you haven't sat down to enjoy the game. That's how you need to think of it in these terms. One of the things that comes up is that we need to be aware that we need to maintain the faith we started with. We have no qualms about that. There should be no issues with anybody. When you started off in the faith, you said yes to Jesus Christ, and the gospel became this incredible power in your life. You have to have that same faith that you had when you say yes all the way through. You don't you don't get to say, yes, Jesus is awesome. That's great. Okay, but that was my 20s. Now I'm in my 30s and I got more stuff to do. That doesn't work that way. And so we can't be those kind of people that we fall short because, well, we had faith for a little while and that was fun. It got us through. But you know, now I got to pay the bills, Dave. It's like, yeah, here's the bottom line. That faith that you started with is the faith that you stay in, is the faith that you maintain in, and it's the faith that you finish with. I want to make sure I make sure I get this absolutely clear. I understand the theological argument of the perseverance of the saints. I'm not telling you the great theologians are wrong. I would never say that to their face because they're all dead. Here's the reason why I'm saying it. The reason I'm why I'm saying it is because it's not necessarily the best question when you're talking about the perseverance of the saints. What the question is, is do you still believe the way you did when you got saved? Because you got to keep believing because it says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever should believe it in, that's the continual action of believing. You don't get to stop. Now, does that same level of faith you said yes to Jesus, is it always maintained at that level? Not for me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe the Lord blessed you. I mean, yeah, it could be. Not for me. I go up and down. I'm, I'm more like yo-yo. I'm more like Duncan than you could ever imagine. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But I never jump off the string. And that's what you and I have to maintain. We stay on the string, whether we go up or down, whether it's a cat's cradle or it's walk the dog, which is funny because the two main things that they do on the yo-yo have to do with uh, cats and dogs. So I just think that's bizarre. Anyhow, going back to it, we need to maintain the faith we started with because if we don't, we're going to fall short. You can't start off in the faith as a Christian and then and then slowly erode into political Americanism and think that you are maintaining the faith. That is not. Oh, that people didn't like that. Too bad. There is an eternal kingdom and you are a citizen of heaven. And don't tell me you're an American before you're a Christian or I won't talk to you as a Christian. How about that? You are a Christian first. Always, no matter what, no matter where you are, then everything else. And you might say to me, well, Dave, first I'm a father. No, you're not. First you're a son, or first you're a daughter, then everything else. And it never changes, ever.
changes. So let's be those people that say, you know what, that faith that I have, I still have that. I don't always do great, but sometimes I know, and sometimes I bounce a little bit, but I am not letting go of that which I believe, that Jesus Christ died on that cross, that he was buried, and three days later he rose again, he manifested in front of many witnesses, and then he ascended to the Father, and he's coming back soon. Do not move from those truths. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? She thought he was a gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. Now you think three words. Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher, or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi. It doesn't matter. She said, Mary. She, she responded, master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice. And they hear me. And you were going along in your journey Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point, Jesus said your name. He said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel, Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. said some people can really define that moment, some people can't. Doesn't matter. It happened for those that, well, it's kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date that he said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love. Oh, welcome back. 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Get ready, because in the next hour, we're going to share a powerful testimony. It just really blessed me, so I'm going to share that with you. Uh, here is our first Bible trivia question. According to Acts chapter 10, according to what? According to Acts chapter 10, what did Peter see being dropped down from heaven? What did Peter see being dropped down from heaven? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we are going to get rolling on our DNA because it is ever important, even more important than prior. Uh, D stands for Draw Closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means every day you should be drawing closer to the Lord, even a little bit, in whatever area, in whatever way, in whatever fashion, just a little bit closer. Okay? Just a little bit closer. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Remember that the Bible is the word of God. All 66 books, 39 in the old, 27 in the new, 786,000 or so words in the King James. I think it's 760-some-odd thousand in the NIV. Let's make sure we understand it. The words in red are cool. They are cool. But it is all God's word from in to amen, <laughs> all in between. Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, all of God's word. Never be ashamed of that. And A, always be ready to serve, to serve, which means you and me and everybody around us who is who's claiming to be a Bible-believing, born-again Christian are not just focused on ourselves, on our situations, on our, you know, on our jobs, on our family, but on other people to see how other people are. It's just really important for us to do that. Okay? Okay. Uh, again, the trivia question is, according to Acts chapter 10, what did Peter see being dropped down from heaven? According to Acts chapter 10, call 972-445-0770. Texts are flying in. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he must increase. Dot org. I want to go back to our text that we were talking about earlier, the Hebrew portion. You, you guys notice, and I don't know if you noticed or not, but in the very first segment of every show, I get to kind of just like go bam, bam, bam. I don't know why that is, but I kind of like it. So I hope it uh, is something that helps you guys. From Hebrews 4.1, it starts this way. Therefore, since the promise to enter his rest remains, let us be aware that none of you be found to have fallen short. We also have received the good news just as they did. Uh-oh. Remember, we're talking about the children of Israel. Remember, verse 16 in chapter 3, who rebelled wasn't at all that came out of Egypt. So you're talking about the Israelites coming out uh, of Egypt, going into Israel. This is the Israelites going to the promised land. Here's what it says. For we also have received the good news just as they did. And you might be thinking, well, what do you mean they received the good news the way that we did? 
Glad you asked that question, Dave. Here's the answer. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses, into the cloud and the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food and drank from the same spiritual drink. For they drank from that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. See how that gospel is all the way back? But for most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. That shows you that the gospel is way back. It goes even further back. It actually goes to Genesis 3.15. Actually, technically, it goes to Genesis 1, but that's a theological argument for another time. The point is they got the gospel. We got the gospel. We've received the good news just like they did. The good news has been going around for a while. Here's the problem. People don't recognize it's a message from God. They just think it's interesting or a nice philosophy or whatever the case may be. What's the rest of the verse say? But the message they heard did not benefit them since they were not united with those who heard it with faith. In other words... The message of the gospel didn't do anything for them because they didn't mix it with faith. I got a message for you for today's Christian, today's person, that's probably more true now than it was back then. The message didn't help the Israelites at all. Why? Because they didn't unite it with faith. Kind of like the word of God doesn't help us now because we don't unite it with faith. We read it and go, nice. Cool. Fantastic. But we're supposed to be taking what we read and massage it into ourselves and say, yes, we believe. When you read the Bible, it's cool. And the about miracles or even what Paul's talking about, it's great stuff. If you don't mix it with faith, what a waste of time. You might as well read People Magazine, which is kind of a joke. Uh, I'd tell you to read Rolling Stone, but I'm not sure they're even around anymore. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you that when you read the Word, when you open up the Bible, you should take that time to pause and say, Lord, open my eyes, open my ears, open my heart. That which I read, let me use with faith. Let me apply it. Let it become a part of me. Let me meditate on it. Let me flip it over in my mind and heart, and let me believe that which you declare. What is the result of that? You get to go into the promised land. <laughs> That's the result of that. When we hear what God has to say and we believe, then we enter into the rest. And it's like, oh, wait, that sounds good. Right? Aren't you a little tired? <laughs> Aren't you a little weary? Well, guess how you get towards the beginning, but just exactly what we said. It's like having a ticket. And you're going into a ball game, and you go through the ticket. The, what's that? Was the ticket counter? What is that person that takes the ticket? I can't think of what they're. But they're like the attendant there, kind of even like at a movie theater or something. You know, like they take your ticket. The turnstile? Uh, yeah, but it's the, what is it, the turnstile guard? <laughs> it's the turnstile. Ticket taker? The ticket taker. Okay, that's good. I like that. So the ticket taker takes the ticket. You got the ticket. You're going in. You still have to go to your seat and sit down. 
And you guys, if anybody's ever been to anything anywhere, movie, the uh, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, uh, 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 ice, ice uh, pageantry, anything at all, you know when you begin to enjoy it, right, is when you get there and you plop down. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's like, you know, parking, that's no fun, right? You get in, you know you're getting closer, but when you're done and you say, that, you're in the ticket ticket taker area you got to keep going to your seat and you got to mix this with faith and you read the bible and i read the bible I read the bible every single day you're thinking dave do you read it every single day in the last 24 years i have not missed a single day every day okay and what i need to do is when i approach the lord is go I got to believe this. I'm reading it. In fact, I've already acknowledged to the Lord about 100 million times, if I just believed one hundredth of what I've read, it'd be amazing. I'd be walking on water. But do I do that? No. (laughs) I don't. But I'm going to keep trying, and I'm going to keep trying, and I'm going to keep trying. Because the word of God, as it moves in us, it is alive, and it gives life and breathes. The law of the Lord is perfect, able to restore the soul. And when you read the word, it restores you, because why? It's the breath of the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that's breathing on you and me. It's so wonderful. And we just need to embrace it with faith, because it helps us enter into the rest and into the promised land. Next time you read it, don't just go, well, that's nice. Because <laughs> that's what people do. Even when the pastor reads the text, all, all people are hoping in churches, oh, I hope it's not a long text. <laughs> right? You know, I got lunch at 12.06. Come on. And it's like, that's, we got to stop that. We got to be those people that go, yes. Now, you don't have to stay in church nine hours. I ain't saying that because I would never say that. <laughs> okay? But you have to listen to it and believe it. And process it. Because you know who it was written for? You. It was written for you. God didn't write it for him. God's not up there going, hey, I don't remember what I said about this. Let me check my word. That doesn't have, he was written for you. So that you might be blessed. You might be strengthened. The only argument I really have about the word is when people substitute the word for the Holy Spirit. That's the one thing I don't like because it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit according to the word. So let's keep it there, right? I mean, we don't make a God out of the Bible. But what you do is recognize that it's the voice. It's what God has to say. It's his word. So you treat it with another level of respect. You understand? Let your faith unite the word inside of you that it can profit you and bless you and strengthen you. Don't read to read. Read to hear. Because God has something to say to you. And Jesus, one of his titles is the word of life. It's like, well, that's ooh, that's good. Ooh, I like that. All right. Trivia, right? Trivia? Okay. Get <laughs> Chris, I forgot. Ah, didn't forget. All right. Uh, the question was... Uh, is, uh, according to Acts chapter 10, what did Peter see being dropped from heaven? And the answer technically is a large sheet. Okay, a large sheet. 
It's close to a spoonerism. Instead of let me show you to your seat, it's let me sew you to your sheet. See how close that is? Okay. We'll take our break now. It must be Friday. That's all I can go with. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time energy like so few can right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person. Doesn't care about a part of a person. Cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. 